Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. I am super excited for my next episode of Rewarding Conversations, as I am here with Katie Garrity. Katie, thank you so much for joining today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So Katie uh, has had a lot of experience with theater, and I have some notable credits of Katie's. So she was in the world premiere of Bliss, Alice in Wonderland, Hairspray, Groundhog Day, Shrek the Musical, A Christmas Carol, uh, Cinderella. So a lot of a lot of acting credits, and that's that is from childhood all the way up through adulthood, correct? Yep. All right. So, once again, thank you for coming on. I'm always so fascinated uh, with performers, actors, things like that. And you have performed all over, all different stage sizes, audience sizes, you know, in different cities and states and everything across the country from Seattle or from Washington all the way to New York. You have a lot of experience in the field. So, let's jump right into it. Talk about how you got into this world and kind of your love for performance. Like, how did that all start? Yeah, um, it was never like what a big come to Jesus moment that I feel like other people have. <laughs> um, it was actually an accident. I grew up in the Boston area and I started ballet at like three years old, as many young little teeny little nuggets do. Um, and I was just good at it and like getting ready to um, audition for the Nutcracker in Boston. And my mom just didn't want that to be my first audition. So she sent me to a local call at North Shore Music Theater, which is a regional theater in Beverly, Massachusetts. And I got cast. So both of us were pretty gobsmacked by that. Like she was convinced <laughs> they had the wrong kid. Um, she was like, are you, are you sure? It's, she it's clarified so many times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no confidence in my abilities at all. Classic um, mom. Um, know, well, speaking of that mom. real quick, um, I just wanted to throw your Instagram. That's how I found you. Um, Katie's Instagram is Katie, K-A-T-Y dot Garrity, G-E-R-A-G-H-T-Y. Um, if you guys want to check her out. So I, my apologies. Continue with the story. That's okay. Um, so yeah, that happened. So Christmas Carol was the first one that I did. I was seven. Um, and I end, ended up doing it again when I was 17 in the same, cause it's an annual production. And it was cool that it like bookmarked my like childhood career Yeah, um, that's interesting. at North Shore Music Theater. Right. So I grew up there. I got a lot of my training there. I had some like really unbelievable teachers and did a lot of theater in the Boston area. And then I auditioned for all the musical theater schools and did not get in anywhere, which is a hilarious really? story now, but it was tragic at the time. I was um, going to say probably pretty devastating when oh, it happened, yeah. you know, it, like, so when you were, when you were doing that, when you were auditioning, like, did you think, well, I have experience and I, I kind of know how this world works. So like, yeah, I'll be fine with this and blah, blah, blah. Very and, then you yes. <laughs> and then you didn't get in and you were like, wait, what, what happened? Yeah, it was really bizarre. And like, there's, there's a lot of reasons why things happen the way that they did, but I honestly felt really grounded and very, um, confident in all of my auditions. So it, it, yeah. I don't think it ever did like a smackdown as far as me thinking I like wasn't talented. It was just, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. So I ended up going to UMass Amherst kind of with the intention of transferring, but I ended up like studying three different things and doing a lot of things I wouldn't have done anyway and really loving it. And then I booked Groundhog Day, which was my Broadway debut, literally 36 hours after I graduated. So what? Yeah, That's and we're cool. fine. <laughs> um, you were like, and, take that, all the schools that didn't accept me. Yeah, my dad, I called him, like, freaking out and saying that I'm going to be on Broadway. And he was like, well, it's about time you got a job. I'm like, yeah, you know, ripe day, dad. Um, You're like, thanks for the support. Love yeah, it. thank you for that. But see, my parents <laughs> are hilarious people in this story of my theater life. Um, 
yeah, but since then have worked like pretty extensively all over the country. Like you said, I ended up doing um, Shrek at North Shore Music Theater when I was like 20, 21. Um, and then I did a year at Oregon Shakespeare Festival in Oregon doing Hairspray and then also Alice in Wonderland because they are a which repertory is, theater. Which is very cool. And for people that don't know this, that's a super, super famous festival. Oh, um, yeah. I, I actually have known people that have gone and it's something that I want to do. Like I, I legitimately have a bucket list of things and that's on it um, because it is a very, very famous festival, like especially on the West Coast. It's huge. Oh, yeah. It was on mine, too. Like I was baffled that I got that part. Um, which was a blast, and that was pretty much the whole year of 2019. And then I premiered the new musical Bliss in Seattle at the Fifth Avenue Theater, um, which was our pre-Broadway tryout. Um, and then the pandemic hit, so that obviously stopped my life for a little while. But, like, yeah. back in a lot of developmental rooms again, and things that I have done before are all coming to light. For everybody who can't see my face, I'm winking, but things are happening. So, Very good. cool. Yeah, I I appreciate that kind of uh, you know rundown because it's you've had a very interesting journey. Anytime that somebody kind of started in this world from very young, and they've made it to adulthood and they're still doing it, I'm always impressed by it because I just feel like there are so many roadblocks. There are oh, so yeah. many no's that you get. There are so many be better or or maybe you're thinking in your head, I'm not good enough. Why don't they right. like me? I'm not talented enough. What am I doing wrong? Like there's so much like mental gymnastics you have to do, if you will. So when people make it through and they're an adult, yeah. and they're still going in this world and they're still passionate about it. I'm always really impressed and excited to talk to those people because right. it's a lot to take on. It's a lot of no's to get to those yeses, you know? Yeah. Um, so how was that for you? You know, you're, you're told no, I'm sure that you don't get shows and performances. And then you're told no, that you don't get into these schools that you apply for. Like, but you kept going, right? You kept mm -hmm. pushing forward. What was that thing in you that said, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. Like, wh what was that motivation for you? I think that you just get used to it over time. Um, I also, when I was training at North Shore Music Theater, when I was like a very young kid, um, we were obviously being treated very well and like safe and wonderful training that nobody ever had to like unlearn any trauma. They were wonderful teachers, but they were really strict and honest with us. Like we were being yeah. treated as professionals. And if we did not show up that way, we were not going to stay. So yeah. I think like the, the rejection and learning how to handle that in a professional way happened so young that like self-preservation wasn't even in the way yet so you just accepted it as something that existed yeah. and if you just see it as like a matter of fact it stops being so emotional i think um, yeah so kind of having to stop taking it so personally and just viewing it right. as like just this is just part of the job right and i mean it's a miracle anyone gets cast with the amount of people that submit and like the reasons that people get cast or they don't are always so small. There's so many logistics and semantics. Like, if yeah. you come in and you were prepared and you did something that you feel you left it in the room, that's your whole job. And if you did that, then, like, that's enough. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's, you know, I'm only 28 and I have a 20-year career under my belt already. So, it's, you just get used to it. Like, I feel like an old broad when it comes to this stuff. You're like, back in my day. <laughs> like, back in my day. Like, back in my day. Cigarette. <laughs> I know, right? And you got your hair in curlers. Oh, back yeah. in my day. That is um, my whole existence. That's my aesthetic. <laughs> so I'm sure that you have 
enjoyed each each show each role each performance for for different reasons completely right because you've played so many different characters in different shows and you know different places what is you know do you have an ideal type of performance and role that you like taking on do you like if it's more musical for you personally or more of like just dialogue acting based do you like a combination of both do you like doing like more kind of like stationary stuff or more like kind of song and dance type of stuff like what are the ideal types of performances that you enjoy personally mm, i'm a i am a mover for sure um and i do mean that like in my dance ability but also just like in life i'm not a very stationary human yeah. um so i like things that are physical um, I definitely like musical theater and I am a comedian. Like, even if it's not supposed to be funny, I'm just taking that as a challenge. I get so, that vibe from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shocking. I know. Yeah. Um, right. so like, I really like the scenes where I see something funny, but it's not written on the page that way. Like, that's my Absolutely. favorite. Those things are delicious. Like yeah. I just, I actually just had an audition the other day where I came in and I had heard the people before me and I was like, Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm just misunderstanding this but then I went in and did it in a total comedy way and it was so clear that like no one had done that that day and like that's what I like is to try to find the things that nobody sees yeah to bring something different to the table than than maybe even what the casting directors and stuff are expecting like you bring something different yeah right plus I see like any musical as like a two-hour opportunity to just clown so I'm doing the most at all times, and that's what I do. <laughs> now, what was that like for you when you get, you know, you get out of school and you're like, yeah, I proved them wrong. Like, I'm, I'm doing it. And then you're thinking, <laughs> okay, I got to start auditioning for stuff. And then you get Groundhog Day, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite movies in the whole world. I think it's one of the funniest movies ever made personally because of how dry it is, because of that yep. intense, intense dry humor. It's like nobody is in on the gag except for him and he hates the gag right so it's like it's so funny for the audience to watch at least for me growing up it's always been one of my favorite comedies so when i saw that on your credits i thought that was really neat um you know you get out of school and you audition okay i'm just gonna and you get it right and it's and it's broadway like and you get it what was that like for you what's that experience of you know when you first find out you get it all the way up to the first time you walk in that door for your first like meeting or rehearsal to that opening night of show Yeah, I mean, um, I had kind of a weird audition experience anyway, because I wasn't equity at the time, nor did I have an agent. So I got the audition because um, of just like networking and connections that I had already made. Um, So when I got the email for like, you have an appointment for the Broadway debut of Groundhog Day. I was like, why? Like, I was just confused. Was this another mistake? <laughs> uh, truly. That's like my mother's voice in my head. Um, but I got that when I was still in school. It was my senior year. And it was in like the spring, like March, maybe. Um, so I just borrowed a friend's car and drove to Connecticut, then took a train and did the audition and came, got back to school in time for like a tech rehearsal. Like I did it in like eight hours flat. Um, so I must've been going 90 on the highway, but another story for another time. But like, once that happened, I felt good about it and it was a good experience, but, um, I kind of didn't think about it again until all of these callbacks happened in May and, or like end of April, early May. And it was during my finals week, (laughs) which was not right. And I wasn't just studying theater. So I had like a lot of exams that I had to do. 
and that was just stressful and they were casting was unbelievable because they were like can you do this I was like let me call my professors and I'll call you right back um so it was wild um and like the whole time I would do you know like a dance call and then I would submit a paper that's due at midnight and then I would read a couple of scenes and then I would have to like Skype into a group presentation like it was wild um, you were like, I better get all of this. <laughs> it was honestly, it was, I didn't even have time to think about it. Like it was just, I was in a complete daze yeah. the whole time. Um, and then I got back to school right before graduation, graduated, got the call, which again was wild. Um, and then it was like six ish months later that the show was actually going to happen. So I stayed in the Boston area for that time, did some old like bartending jobs and just really hung out. And, um, then when I got to New York, I remember the first day of rehearsals, the first person I saw was Andy Carl. And I was like, okay. Like, I had no idea how to handle myself at all. You're, You're like, trying to be all right, casual. here we go. Right. You're trying to be <laughs> casual, but that's such a moment. Um, yeah, it was, that was a moment for sure. But I had um, unbelievable castmates who were really, really great about taking me and everyone else who was making our debuts under their wing. Um, it was a really protective cast, which was wonderful. Um, but the show was really hard. Like there are five turntables on stage, which is nuts. And, um, you know, it's so difficult because the day keeps repeating. So we're remembering everything that we're doing. And each day it's like slightly different choreography. But if you do it wrong, you're going to get like spun in the opposite direction or it's just, yeah. It was a high stakes show at all times. Um, and we each had like 20 costume changes because we had to keep starting the day over. Like it was wild. So I feel like a vet from Broadway because I'm like, ah, I've been through it. I've done all these quick changes. This, the floor you moves. You can't it's do fine. any worse to me. Right. right. <laughs> um, and like opening night is super fun. I mean, I always say that like the night before, the big night is the one that's like for the cast. And then the night that's like closing or opening or whatever it is, is for the audience and everybody else. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, it was an unbelievable experience. I will never forget it ever. So are you the type where you're up to just go wherever the show takes you? Like if you see an audition and it's somewhere and you want to do it, you're like, yeah, I'll, if I get it, I'll move to that place for a little while or I'll go there for a little while. Or are you, do you try to stay more regional to your actual location? No, I mean, at this point in my life, I'm pretty game to go with the flow. Um, like, I am I feel that I'm fairly unattached in a good way. Um, and I think that that will change at some point. But right now, I'm I'm game for the ride. Like, let's, let's go some places. So how was the world premiere of Bliss? How did that go? It was so much fun. Um, I've actually been a part of Bliss for a couple of years now. My first... Uh, experience with them was I did a workshop back in 2018 so I have been a part of this show and like in this role for a long time and um it's like a really awesome new fairy tale it's about these four sisters and um they're each just like such strong independent women and and so funny and flawed and wonderful in each of their own ways and especially there have been the same of us the same four of us playing these parts for a couple of years now so like we're really tight and Very then there's cool. a lot of each of us in these women. So to be able to see each leg of this journey and see more of myself in this part, and then for the first time, see what costumes and sets look like for this show that I've known so intimately for so long, 
um, has been really amazing. So Seattle was great in that way. Um, we had a bit of a time with tech. It was a little complicated. It was uh, a lot of things went wrong. <laughs> so it was a pretty intense contract that I wish that we had more time to perform once things had calmed a bit. Um, but I mean, we would have gotten shut down anyway, because we left right as Seattle was like trending for COVID. So it was wild. Yeah. So let's talk about that, right? I mean, you're a performer. You performed all over the country. You've been in multiple shows. You, you know, that's how your life is going. And mm-hmm. then COVID hits and everything stops. Everything yep. stops. You know, what what was that like for you being such a performance-based human and knowing that, you know, that's where your heart is and that's what you do. And then everything just stops. And then also, what was it like when things started opening back up and you could get back out there and start performing again? Yeah, um, I I have loved my past theater experiences, all of them for many different reasons. But the last couple of shows before the pandemic hit were um, all fairly emotionally taxing. Um, and... I was in desperate need of a break and I got one. (laughs) Um, And as, as, you know, serious as the pandemic was and is and has been and will continue to be, it was, it was a time to take a little bit of a breath and remember, you know, who I am intrinsically in, in and out of theater um, and just time to get to know myself again and give myself a little, space and time and I honestly think had I been because my career was doing a a big upward ramp right as the pandemic hit which is amazing and it honestly has continued since uh, we've started back up in theater again but I think if it had done that I would have gotten into a place where I would have been mentally very not okay Um, so for me it was a real treat for lack of a better word to be able to take the time and space that I needed. And I did that really intentionally. I completely distanced myself from theater and spent the whole time back in the Boston area. I ended up homeschooling a first and fourth grader, which was crazy. New math is sorcery and I am not into it. Um, I can barely so, do old math. I, I can't right, talk about new math. Right. It was, it's wild. Um, and, you know, nannying another family of three. So I spent a lot of time with kids, which was really restorative and, spent so much time with my parents and I was alone with them the whole time. And I'm the middle of three girls. So like, that's never happened either. Um, so honestly, I like took all of those things happening in the pandemic as, as gifts that I had for this time. And obviously we stayed very safe and everybody has been very healthy, which has been unbelievable and such a privilege. Um, so I, I took the time that I was given. Um, and now, I mean, it really has, I'm so lucky that it feels like my career was only paused and it has just started where it was. Um, And like a lot of really great things are happening and I'm getting into some really unbelievable rooms. And yes, this pandemic is absolutely still here. um, And we all need to be really careful of that, but it's coming and it's cool to be a part of it as it's ramping up again. Yeah. um, A few months ago, my wife and I actually got the, privileged to go to New York to see To Kill a Mockingbird uh, Mm. before Jeff Daniels finished his run as Atticus Finch, um, which was really amazing and something that was so incredible to do. And it it was our first time being back in a theater, like watching a show in like a couple years. Mm -hmm. So that was a really incredible experience and something that 
you know, we, we needed. And you could just feel the energy inside there. And people were so happy to be back watching a show. And for me, I'm such... That's why I was, like, super excited to do this episode because I'm such, like, a theater nut. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my, my wife and I love theater, and we, we try to go whenever we can. So the fact that things are starting to open up again, both indoors and outdoors, is just something that's so exciting. And yeah. we absolutely need to be careful, and we need to be safe. Um, but the fact that we are able to get back to seeing, at least on our end, the things that we love, and you are able to start getting back to doing the things that you love again, I think is such a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I'm curious about is... Uh, have you ever, and if not, would you ever teach? Have you ever taught, you know, like performance theater? Is that something that is of interest to you? Yes, I love teaching. I do it any opportunity I can. Um, there's actually this really unbelievable organization called Junior Theater Festival, and I just did their huge festival in Atlanta, Georgia, which is something like 5,500 students and teachers. It's wow. huge. Yep. Um, and the whole weekend is like adjudicating their performances and, um, they have, you know, different kinds of classes that are available for the students and the teachers and like talks for the parents to help out with. And I had an amazing session with the interns with like a very honest Q and a with them. Cause these are all like college age students and they were just asking such intelligent questions. And we had this unbelievable DEI panel. So it's, that is always my like favorite part of the year. Anytime that I'm around to be a part of junior theater festival. Um, and then I love master classes and I have taught dance as long as I have been dancing. Um, so yes, I am absolutely a teacher. Like I intend to always be one. So yeah, I love, I love teaching. So we kind of learned about the past. We, about what's going on now. What, what about the future? What do you hope for? Um, you know, w- would you like to just continue performing, you know, on stages all over the country as long as you can? Do you see yourself getting into more teaching? Like, where do you kind of see yourself or at least hope wise going for the future? Um, I have a lot of goals that are both theater related and not, and I kind of intend to do all of them. I think it's just going to be, um, evident when the time is for me to be performing and when it's not. Um, And I've been so lucky that I've been able to um, keep all of those interests alive and well. Um, But, you know, I would love to be a part of an interior interior decorating company, especially for holidays. Like, that's a huge thing that I have a passion for and went wild for during the pandemic, because what else are we going to do sitting at home? Um, and obviously I love to teach. I'd love to run my own theater program in a high school at some point in my life. Um, I also got one of my degrees in psychology and I've always felt really passionate about that. So who knows, there could be a doctorate in my future. Like I have so many aspirations and I, I don't think that theater needs to get in the way or be, um, prioritized over any of them. I love that. I mean, teacher, performer, doctor, like, I love that, <laughs> you know, you have, I love that you have your door, you know, wide open to whatever may come in the future. And, you know, that you seem, you seem really dedicated to, you're going to pursue whatever passions you have and you mm-hmm. seem like you do it all the way, which is really cool. So, um, Katie, I appreciate you coming on. Um, it's great talking to you and getting your insights into this world. Uh, it's super exciting. I'm, I'm really happy that you're getting back to doing those things again. Um, and before I let you go though, I'd love to do my five question Q and a with you if you're up for it. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite late night snack? Anything salty. 
I'm with you. I'm, yeah. uh, you know, I don't really there's the sweet, sweet and savory and I'm like the savory, salty person. I love yeah, that. I yeah. I need some salt. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, what is your dream vacation? Um, it changes right now. It's anything warm just because New York is miserable in the winter. Um, but I like, I, it is on the top of my bucket list to see the Northern lights. Very nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. What is something that makes you sad? Um, too much of one kind of weather. Oh, like it can be beautiful days all after another. And I'm like, I would love for it to rain. Like I'm such a seasonal person. So too much of that, like weather really affects me. I like that. Uh, what is something that makes you happy? Music. Always. What do you have any particular genres of music you really like? I get on kicks. And I like overdo it for a couple of weeks and then I never want to <laughs> listen to them again. Yes. Um, but right now it's a lot of like funk inspired pop. Like, I don't know if you know the band Lawrence. If you don't, you should absolutely look them up. But I'm a huge Lawrence fan. Okay. Um, so we're going to have a little aside geek out moment right now. Um, April 1st, I'm seeing them in Pittsburgh. Yes! I love, I love That's Lawrence. That's so exciting. I had tickets in New York and then I booked a gig in Connecticut and I was so mad that I yeah, couldn't see uh, them. That's so when you first said like funk and pop, I was like, oh, Lawrence, but I'll see what she says. And then you said Lawrence. I was yes. like, what? Um, I love we, I saw them maybe like six or seven years ago in D.C. And they were like the last they were like, the first band that played and like nobody was there to listen to them. Mm-hmm. But me and the people that I were, we absolutely love them. So afterwards, we got to meet them and hang out and stuff because nobody Nobody was there to see them. So nobody, right. you know, like really. And now it's like fast forward. Now, you know, they have over like a million monthly listeners on Spotify and they're booking right. sold out shows all over. So it's like amazing to see like how far they've come. So I- I'm sorry I geeked out. I They're no, one of my I absolute favorite that. bands. Yes. So Lawrence is like um, my thing right now. Yeah, I love them. Another band I'm huge on right now uh, is Lake Street Dive. Uh, yes. Lake Street, Do- Lake Street Drive. Them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Me, they're really Side amazing. Pony is like one of my favorite songs. So, yep, That's, I'm with it's you. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. We're such so, compatible music taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Um, and uh, last question. Um, what advice would you give your younger self? There's no right or one way to do anything. Um, and you only know what your path looks like when you're looking back on it. Um, and like all of the roadblocks and twists and turns are really intentional and they might be, um, really painful as you go through them, but like live through that, let it be felt and know that you're still going in the right direction. Very cool. Katie, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. I'm super excited to see kind of where your career is going to go from here. Uh, Definitely going to be a fan and checking out that. Um, For everybody out there, um, check out Katie. It's Katie, K-A-T-Y dot Garrity, G-E-R-A-G-H-T-Y. You can Mm -hmm. find her on Instagram through I found her. Um, Thank you for doing this. Uh, Best of luck to you. And I can't wait to see what happens. Thank you so much. Absolutely. For everybody out there listening, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.